0: This is Shuffle, your backstage pass to Northeast Ohio's independent music scene. I'm Amanda Rabinowitz. My guest this week is harpist Christy Klein, who's been active in the Cleveland music scene since the early 1990s and is recognized for using her classical instrument to cover classic rock hits. Now she's embarking on a new journey. From Pink Floyd on harp to children's lullabies, Cleveland musician Christy Klein stretches her repertoire. Her love of the harp started as a kid.
1: I don't know where I got the idea. It could have been from maybe the I Love Lucy show or something like that, just because it was something that was pretty much born in me. So I begged my parents to, you know, wanna, I want to have harp lessons. I want to get a harp. It's funny, when you said
0: I love Lucy, I kind of got that, I heard it in my head. Right. But, you know, what was that conversation like
1: when you told your parents, I want to learn the harp? <laughs> oh, I th- I think that they thought, Yeah, right. You know, because where would we ever buy one? You know, this is the first thing. I mean, Google wasn't around. It's not a typical type of an instrument that you would see in anybody's house. A lot of people associate it with a harp being in a castle or in a haunted house right. or something. Yeah. So, and maybe that's even where I saw it was it could have been the monsters? It could have been or Harpo <laughs> Marx or something. But there was something that definitely triggered it. How did you find that harp? As I kept on begging, there just happened to be this little harp concert at uh, St. Christopher's in Rocky River. It was a harp ensemble, and my mom saw it in the newspaper being advertised. And so she said, do you want to go? And I said, absolutely. So then from there, I started almost immediately. And I was fortunate enough to be able to rent the Troubadour for the first, I think, two months before you commit to purchasing a harp. How old were you then? Twelve.
0: And it was everything you hoped it would be, obviously. Yes,
1: it was. (laughs) It really was. So I took private lessons, and so I started playing professionally in the Cleveland area pretty much almost immediately, playing weddings. I've, I was at the Stofers Hotel when it was Stouffer's, and I, I was uh, doing that since I was, I think, 15. Then I went to Lander Haven, it was called Michelle's at the time, mm-hmm. uh, a restaurant there. And so I did a lot of different gigs throughout high school. I had a couple different agents.
0: The harp is something I know absolutely nothing about, it seems very difficult. To learn how to play,
1: that's what they say. So I, I had a troubadour harp, which is a smaller harp, and that stands about five foot two, I'd say. Huh. And I think it has about, let's see, 37 strings on it. And then I ultimately went to the concert grand harp within a year after I started with the troubadour harp, but um, the concert grand harp is much larger, the kind that you see in the orchestra. So that's the one with petals on the bottom. There's seven petals, and they each have three different levels so that you can adjust the strings either to flat, natural, or sharp. It's four fingers. You're using four on your right hand, four on your left hand. You're not using your pinkies. Huh. And you do not use your fingernails. So you're just using the very tips of your fingers. It doesn't become complex really until you, I think, go to the concert grand harp because you're having to know what to do with your feet yeah. and you can't watch your feet, you know. How much does a harp cost? That's a great question too because the troubadour <laughs> today I think is probably in the neighborhood of right around 6,000. But the concert grand harp they range. They start at probably ten thousand. The thing about the harp is, um, where do you get it repaired? Right. <laughs> there happens to be a place in Akron. <laughs> You're kidding. So yeah, no, the guys that are from Akron, they actually regulated the troubadour harp for me about two years ago, and they're really good.
0: Wow. So how long have you had it? Over forty years. Wow. You've probably been through a lot together. Yeah. That harp. I
1: know. It's true. <laughs> and it and. How you have to carry it around is not easy either because you have to have a harp cart, but then it would have to tilt over sideways into let's say your van, okay, without the seats in it. (laughs)
0: That point exactly what you wanted to do with it or did uh, you think i'm going to be on an orchestra stage well or?
1: yeah I, I pretty much i wanted to do recording i and i wanted to do the orchestra but i'll tell you i attended magnificat high school and at the time we did not have an orchestra when i went to college and i thought i wanted to play in the orchestra it was a big letdown because everything has to be precise and on time And it was a totally new experience for me. So then I thought, okay, I'm going to do my own thing. (laughs) I just wanted to form like this connection between what you would normally think of as a typical classical harp. You know, you're thinking maybe boring or maybe soft or symphonic. So I wanted to, to sort of surprise the audience with something that would be very different.
0: You've focused on recording very different songs and sounds on the harp from a collection of children's lullabies that you released in the early 90s to a release titled Egyptian Harp Dreams that you were able to sell at many bookstores and libraries to then your signature harp rock, recording classic rock songs on the harp from Leonard Skynerd Freebird to Dream On by Aerosmith. Mm-hmm. hard to translate over?
1: No, No. not, not at all. So I started doing that with the concert grand harp. It was just very easy because you can change any key. Now what I'm using is an electric harp from Paris. It's called a camac. I can strap it onto my body. It's different spacing. Believe me, it's not that light. So it's a little bit of a problem to get accustomed to it. But you know, I've been working with it for years now, so I'm always working on the sound. The sound is really important to me because I wanted to exemplify almost like a synthesized sound. I've used so many different effects and experimented with a lot of different things that now this the sound has evolved from all of that experimentation into what I'm doing now. This game of love starts out white and mysteriously and we never know exactly who, how gonna be pick the red piece, don't think twice I'm sure you're gonna play really very, very
0: nice just please. now you're launching a pop music career singing your own songs written on the harp that you're releasing this year have you always been a singer
1: too or is this a new thing as well this is new I've been working on it probably close to eight or ten 10 years, somewhere around there. So what was so, that like for you? Difficult as can <laughs> be. Or if you do turn around And you never walk alone You will never walk alone I'm certain you know your way That's one of the things that I'm passionate about is wanting the new generation to be aware of this instrument called the harp and to understand there's more to it than just sort of waiting in an orchestra to play your part or just the percussive side of it. You know, you can actually use it to play the melody. You can sort of cover it just like you would a piano. And sometimes it can sound like a little bit of a mix between a piano and a guitar. So
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. I think I go back to hearing, when I think of the harp, it's like a background sound. Mm-hmm. You don't think of someone singing and writing music and being front and center. It's kind of like, oh, a nice harpist is just playing over there.
1: And I think, especially when I incorporate some of those unusual sounds with the harp itself, it's like, oh, what the heck? What's that? And you will never walk alone.
0: You'll never walk alone. That's Christy Klein. You can find links and more at ideastream.org shuffle. If you like what you hear, make sure you're following Shuffle wherever you get your podcasts. And consider leaving us a rating or review. If you have ideas for future episodes or want to connect with us, email Shuffle at ideastream.org. Brittany Nader is Shuffle's producer. I'm Amanda Rabinowitz. Thanks for listening
1: only the luckiest player wins look the mess we're in look the mess we're in three steps forward two steps back look we're all true hickety true love track